Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, Episode Zero. Uh, we're a real play called Cthulhu Podcast. I am George, your Keeper of Arcane Lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hey. Chuck. Yeah, what's up? And Jenny. Hello. Hey, guys. So, um... This is going to be our get-to-know-you kind of episode, I guess. Uh, anyone can jump in at any time if they want, but I'm going to start with uh, Chad. What's your experience with tabletop role-playing games so far? Gosh, I guess uh, it's probably been a good 15 years or more of uh, mostly our custom version of a you know, uh, standard RPG where we can make some really creative spells, but... Uh, homebrew. So you guys, you guys, you, both you, Chad, and Chuck have your own kind of like homebrew system, which I too have uh, had the opportunity to play around with as well, which has been just great fun uh, hanging out with you guys and playing those games and everything. Chad, tell us a little bit about your uh, character. What's uh, what's your the character that you're going to be starting off with anyway before... You know, eventually he gets killed off. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's not committed or clubbed to death by one of the other players in the game. Right. Uh, Walter Q. Pendergast. Uh, okay. Yeah, local businessman in the area of Philadelphia, uh, antiquarian. Uh, what kind of business is he uh, involved with? Mostly the restoration of antiques, uh, particularly firearms, which is a personal interest and hobby of his, and books, which he has a general passion for. Um, the older and more damaged, the better if he can bring him back and perhaps fetch a price for him at the bookstore that he works at, Joe Clocks on Chestnut Street. Uh, he's a mousy little dude and likes to read and find uh, lost bits of information. I say so he restores both guns and books and antiques in general <laughs> and antiques in general okay I say he just um, has a more personal interest in guns just because you know certain specialty guns like the Lamat or the uh, you know custom pearl handle Derringer he carries around I say does uh, he like collect guns or is he just like interested in them I mean, if the right gun came around, you know, the uh, the Lamat that I mentioned is a very rare gun that I think only 3,000 were ever produced. It might be a nice, you know, uh, personal goal for him. Almost 100 years old at this point, too. So your character restores books as well. How old of books has he gotten his hands on so far? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, 1985, there were probably a lot of older books that were still in better condition than they would be today. So, uh, you know, I'd say maybe at least 1850 or maybe you've seen a few even more rare examples, perhaps from Europe or something. Okay. And, uh, Chad, you bring up 1985. I'm glad you did, uh, because our podcast is set in Philadelphia in the year 1985. Things were a lot different back then than they are now, but we're going to try to make as many, like, I guess, references to Philadelphia at that time as possible. But keeping in mind that there may be some anachronisms along the way. So uh, if everyone could just forgive us for that, uh, we're going to we're just we're just here to have fun, really. So, Chad, back to your character. Um, does he uh, have any friends or family that he keeps close to him or is he more of a loner kind of dude? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose there would be friends and uh, professionals, you know, maybe within the restoration and 
antique business, but uh, I wouldn't think there'd be too much family. I mean, at 55 years old, he probably keeps to himself for the most part and, you know, tries to make money. And I suppose uh, restoring old things would probably take a lot of time. So he probably spends, you know, most of his time in a back room somewhere with a, you know, uh, steampunk, several lens okay. pair of glasses on and, you know, meticulously gluing little pieces of uh, materials back together or, you know, painting uh, little cracks and stuff like that in with different types of uh, chemicals. Who knows? Probably pretty nerdy, though. I doubt anybody's going to hang out and want to watch him do that kind of stuff. Right. Not exactly the kind of thing that draws an audience. But um, would you say he's a religious dude? No, probably not. I mean, he'd probably appreciate some of the finer religious texts and different, um, you know, like crosses or artifacts and stuff like that if they had, you know, um, historical value or something like that. But uh, he would probably be pretty skeptical of, uh, you know, ghosts and uh, supernatural stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. Um, how is he on like confrontational situations? Is he uh, one to fight back when his back's pressed up against the wall? Does he need his back pressed up against the wall before he fights, or how how is he handle himself in those kind of situations? Uh, I would say he's more of a violence as a last resort kind of guy. Um, you know, he's pretty small in stature and a little bit older. So I mean, you know, the Derringer I mentioned is kind of like a concealed item that you know he would hope to never use but at the same time he's not just going to get you know steamrolled for something stupid so i gotcha okay well uh can't wait to see what walter q pendergrass gets up to (laughs) but let's move on to our uh next player and character how you doing chuck uh not bad how about about you Uh, oh i'm doing just peachy (laughs) wonderful so, Chuck, uh, tell us a little bit about your past uh, experience with uh, role-playing games. Well, as Chad said, um, there's been a homebrew we've been playing for a long time. Uh, I feel like his estimation of the time is quite off. I think it's been like 24 years since we started playing this game. I was honestly. kind of afraid of that, uh, but I was just like, let me just err on the side of caution yeah. and put 15 <laughs> out there. I know it's at least been 15. Yeah. 23? Uh, yeah, it's a while. <laughs> Because uh, I was 16. I've been playing with you guys since yeah. about 2010 or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, you've been putting in yeah. some time now too, Joe. Yeah. You're up there. Over a decade um, at this point. We bounce around and play some, some other games and some other uh, modded games, I suppose. There was a, there was a Diesel Punk game. Uh, the system was quite different. Uh, George had modified some other games. Right, yeah. I uh, adopted um, White Wolf's. Uh, system from uh, like Vampire the Masquerade, right? You like it kind of crossed it with our mm-hmm. our game a little bit, but uh, yes, I I don't know. I play games. I'm a nerd since before it was cool. That is true. Since before it was cool. <laughs> uh, so, what's your past experience with Call of Cthulhu so far? Well, it's um, uh, it's quite stressful, and uh, I only pretty much lose my mind for a long time. I did stave stave it off. I did pretty good. But you know, as you as you delve deeper into the uh, the Eldritch, uh, it turns out my feeble human mind couldn't handle it uh, in game and in real life. It was very stressful. I was just worried about losing, <laughs> losing your mind in real life over a, <laughs> so, over a silly game. Look at that. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> wild. 
I was getting real into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm a little certain events can't be undone. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's true. <laughs> so, what's your character's name? Leonard or Lenny, as he prefers to be called. Lenny Cobb. Cobb. And what's Lenny Cobb's job? He is a trucker. He's a union trucker. He owns his cab, but um, he's also a smuggler on the side. There's um, little ties to the Philadelphia mafia, huh? Got to make that money. No judge here. How's uh, how's he set on friends and family, things like that? He kind of ended up, I guess, getting married to the job, and he's not really home much. Uh, well, sometimes he's out for weeks at a time or whatever, but, um, uh, you know, he never really settled down. He, uh, he can't really be too honest about what he really does. That makes sense. So uh, I guess he, he kind of kept everyone at arm's length. What does he kind of look like? Is he like a big dude or smaller stature? Um, he's a average height-ish, maybe like um, 5'11 or so. Maybe a little stocky, somewhat muscular, but not the most well-shaped. You know, he's sitting down in his cab all the time, you know, so maybe a little out of shape. But, um, you know, he doesn't look like a pushover entirely. Uh, and how is he in in a confrontational situation? Is he one to start it? Is he one to end it, so to speak? Uh, you know, he does what he got to do. I mean, if, if it's for the job, if the job calls for it, you know, um, he doesn't want to disappoint his bosses because bad things can happen. Absolutely, you when know? you're tied to the mob. Um, so, uh, you know, he'll start it, he'll end it, or he'll avoid it. Just depends on the situation. I get that. Uh, but he's not. He won't. He wouldn't back down from a fight. I don't think so. He's um, a bit of a brawler, I suppose. Broad street bully, would you? So, what would you say his uh, his strong points are? Just if you go and just uh, by the numbers, I guess on your sheet. His sultry eyes. So no. <laughs> Sleepy bedtime eyes. Uh, they're irresistible. The points on my sheet. He's a uh, pretty good at driving. Makes sense. You know, he's he's not, nothing crazy. He's a truck driver. He does it, he does it for a living. Yeah, but he's not like a race car driver, so it's not incredible. Um, he's uh, he's pretty good on some uh, some sly stuff and some weapon use, uh, firearms and whatnot. You know, he has to be kind of good at a lot of things, but he's not the book smart I gotcha. guy, really. And uh, Chad, what's Walter's uh, key points that he kind of focuses in on? Is he more of a physical dude? Is he more of a, I, I would guess, more of an intellectual yeah, that's kind of the route I was hoping to play this time. Uh, the first character I tried with Call of Cthulhu was more of like your traditional, oh, Jack. you know, knight, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he had blacksmithing and was much more of a brawler. Um, this time I wanted to have somebody who was not only passionate about books, but, you know, more reliant upon the knowledge therein versus my last character's inclination to throw things and smash things and perhaps shoot things if the occasion arose but he was a football player i find out that you called him a knight well even that he had blacksmithing <laughs> and you know was forging you know old school breastplates yeah. and circlets and daggers and things like that you know that and by the end i kind of thought of him as more of like a dark knight because of the paths that he had to take to uh try to save yeah, the world unbelievable but not like a knight not on like a horse. That, but more of like a classic paladin in the uh -huh. religious sense. He was, like, in and like, if, if it were like Dungeons and Dragons, that character would have been a knight. He'd been like a knight in shining armor kind of okay. guy. Okay. But he was a farm boy college student. Because I didn't know I could be a knight. <laughs> no, you can't, well, you can't literally be a knight. Because I'm changing my mind. 
I mean, uh, my character was You're like, what the fuck am I doing? What he was, the book smart. Just yes. being a bartender. Uh, paranormal <laughs> investigator. Fucking chump. You're kind of like a bard, maybe. I don't know if you're the bartender, listener. I don't know, but more of, more melee, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So the bartender, our character is the bartender uh, with the fantastic name of Heather Snakehole. Uh, and she is being played by our friend Jenny. Hi. All right. So, Jenny, tell us about your past experience with role-playing games. Absolutely <laughs> so not. this is your first time ever <laughs> playing one of these things. Yeah, you guys kept talking about homebrew, and I was 100% positive you were talking about brewing your own beer. I'm not even kidding. Nice. But I did not want to interrupt. It makes sense why you would think that. You know, we're talking about home brewing, of course. You know, we we have some friends that have brewed their own beer, too. It just made me mad that you guys weren't all drinking once again, if you're so into homebrew. And then drink at work. Jenny, uh, so this is your first time playing a role-playing game, and the role-playing game that you're getting into is Call of Cthulhu. So it's a notoriously difficult game to play. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Like your first like dip into the water is, you know, diving head first. Uh, not great. Not super confident. <laughs> um, I have some scribblings of a madman already on some pieces of paper of things that I have no idea Those if they'll be rules. relevant. That's all that is. <laughs> just and take don't this worry. squirt gun. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Take this squirt gun. We're going to toss you into the flames. Fine. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your character, uh, Heather Snakehole. What does she look like? Uh, she's cute. She's, like, attractive for where she works, but she's probably, like, a seven in, like, Okay, seven's life. not bad. She's athletically built. Okay. Uh, and we already touched on that her job is a bartender. Is she, like, the kind of bartender that's happy to see you? Or is she the kind of bartender that doesn't like that you in have invaded her day today? Uh, I would say half and half. I would say depends on who it is. She works at kind of a regulars type of bar. So there's regulars that she, <sighs> when yeah. they walk in, and then people that she's psyched and does shots with. That's cool. Uh, what's Heather's philosophy like? Is she a religious character? No, but I want to make her real into like horoscopes. I don't All right, know why. so she... Not not religious, but feels like there is something to the universe. Yeah, like she'll say, oh my god, it's a full moon. That's why this is happening. Gotcha. Kind of. Okay. All right. That could actually probably come in use, believe it or not. Oh, great. I'm going to go insane first. I feel like that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I, I plan on it. I got my got very low sanity. It's I feel like this is a Jumanji. Yeah, it's going to become real life. Like, I'm like... Like, I'm a little nervous when I heard your stuff you guys were talking about. I'm like... You might get haunted in real life. Kevin Hart in the rock. That's what I'm saying. Well, guys, it's been great getting things kicked off here. But uh, I guess if you're ready to get into it, let's start playing. Sounds great to me. All right, let's do this. Bye. So guys, what exactly is a John? It's a universal noun. I'm just asking because there may be some listeners who don't know the local vernacular. Um, so you can use John to mean just about anything. Pass me that John over there. 
that John's too high for me to reach. Um, but it can also be used to describe, say... You going to that John later? The party's going to be bitching. Yeah, you going to that John later? Yo, is your, your John coming with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You going to that John with with that John? With your John? Yeah. Uh, with that other John? Oh, oh, with your new John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, pick me up one of them Johns on your way back. It's everything. So, yeah. It's, it's literally anything. Sound. Anything, yeah. Maybe not a verb, but like everything else. No, no. noun. No, as far as nouns go, it's pretty much a stand-in for literally anything. 